0: No, no no that that's kinda how the days win, everybody. <laughs> Just been uh kinda overwhelmed and overrun. But hey, it's an episode of uh No Driving Gloves, the chuckle in the background as Will. He joins us this week. And those show labels that uh Derek's been working on the last couple of weeks have overwhelmed him and he won't be here tonight he's he's got some exciting news i bet you he can't wait to spread on the podcast have to wait another week or two for him to get his day job taken care of before we can um kind of i guess learn about Derek's happenings but will you've been gone for two weeks uh have you done anything exciting anything amazing happen with the with you or the job or the business or
1: um, well, we did uh, the, the first week I was gone. It was spring break. So the family and I took a little little vacation. So that's why I wasn't there. And then uh, last week I had to leave a little early going to the Pigeon Forge Rod Run where we debuted a new vehicle, the Scotty D SSUV, as it's been labeled. Uh, it's an 05 GMC Denali. Uh, twin turbo, six liter, crazy wrap on it, cool interior, uh, cool wheels, lowered a little bit. So I uh, did a few little custom one off tricks to it. Uh, nothing, nothing real crazy. I mean, something we built in a rather short amount of time for what we normally do. But, um, you know, Scotty's a good friend and helps our business out a lot. So we thought it was a way to, we could kind of, uh, repay him back for some of the stuff he's done for us and 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 in the future as well so we're uh, we advertise a good bit with Scotty and so anyway we just kind of worked out a deal where we built it for him and give him a little more room to to do what he does out on the road and, but it turned out really well we actually took the black and white c10 that we built uh, several years ago up there as well so uh, both of them done good. Got a good response, and so that that's what I've been up to the last couple of weeks. And uh, as far as in the shop goes, everything's pretty well normal, crazy normal. So nothing nothing really special has has happened over the last couple of weeks. Just uh, keeping our nose to the grindstone and trying to get some stuff finished up.
0: I saw the pictures, or I—I th- I don't know if it was Scotty you put them up, or you guys put them up, or just the ro- or the rod run. I don't know, but I think I s- I saw some pictures of the SSUV. I haven't had a chance to see it in person. Uh, don't know. I'll be up your way on Friday. Don't know if it'll be in town then or not. But
1: um, unfortunately, it it'll be it, it won't be, and unfortunately, I won't be either. So <laughs> well, then I guess no 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 this this Friday.
0: Yeah, like it's, like in two two days, two days right. before the show releases.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah this this Friday I'll I'll be around. Next Friday I won't be.
0: Got to go out and uh, hawk those wares.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, I've been been kind of busy. Uh, like you say, my business is taking off a little bit faster than I expected it, so can't complain there. Been doing some certification courses the last week or so, and. I think I got those out of the way today and that's probably why I started today stuttering is and I just had to buckle down and get those out of the way. But it's another step into the hopefully world of not having a boss. And I think, uh, Will, you you and I are discussing and we've been talking about it. Well, mm-hmm. uh, We've been talking about it for years and we might do it this year. I'm Ninety-nine percent sure I'm doing it, and maybe you'll take along, or we'll figure it out. And uh heading out to McPherson College the first weekend of May. If I was smart, I'd have the dates in front of me. I think it's May fourth and May fifth. If I push this, pretty over.
1: sure it's the fourth.
0: It, yeah, the yeah, the Friday the fourth, and the show is on May fifth. Saturday, May fourth. I'm sorry. Yep, Get Saturday, May
1: fourth. Yep.
0: We're going to head out there to uh, their 20th annual Cars Club car show.
1: Well, that'll make you feel old, won't it?
0: Uh, I'm tired <laughs> of the damn number of things that make me feel old anymore.
1: Being we were there when the first one was started. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I always remember when when we were lobbying to do it, and I can't remember if our class pushed for it harder or the sophomores pushed for it harder or... However, it worked out if it was the first year kids or the second year kids or how how it got done. But we got it done there in ninety nine. And well, remember, it's not the first one. We used to do this and it never worked. You know, the the positive mentality that was instilled in us. And,
1: you know, honestly, I think the freshman class that year had more to do with it than the sophomore class. Well, um we were I mean,
0: more the rebellious group there, yeah, yeah, I remember well, we, right, we because were, I, I, sure. I, I was part of that class. So. <laughs> but oh. you know, you know, we got it put together, and I remember fighting for some of my ways in it, and some, now the show's built to the level that, like I said, you do it my way for a while, then you can do it your way, and it works, and now it works that way. Uh, but I know the show's... Grown beyond, I think, any of our dreams when we were at school. And I think it's grown beyond what the college thought it could do. And the advisory board, you know, we had some support from them right off. And the advisory board at McPherson is a bunch of industry professionals that came in to help guide the program and build the program or jumps the program into what it is today. And a lot of stuff happened in the late 90s and early 2000s with the program and uh, forming internships. Uh, I claim to do have done the first internship at Barrett-Jackson. I had to write up the proposals and that. And I was going through another graduate who was a year behind and looking at what his resume is online and he claims to have developed the internship two years later but hey whoever did it whatever they built uh we helped build that i'm glad to be there and i'm glad to be able to say i'm a mcpherson i'm proud to say today i'm a mcpherson graduate and it helps it helps open a lot of doors um i don't know how that's affected you over the years will but Do you think your time at McPherson has benefited Big Oak and the jobs that you have now?
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. You know, I got my first job out of college because I went to McPherson. And, you know, it's one of those things when you come out of there, you know, I went straight out of high school. So when I graduated, I was 20 years old. Um, I wasn't even even 21 yet because it was... When we went, it was a two-year program. Or now it's a four-year program. So I went for my two years and then came home and and finished up with a business degree here locally, and I actually got a job at a shop that had just won the Riddler Award. So, you know, coming out of college and getting a job at a shop that just won the Riddler Award—that I mean, you really don't get much better than that. So. <clears throat> when it was actually greeting auto companies who I went to work for. And I just happened to stop by. I was coming home for spring break or, yeah, I guess it was spring break my sophomore year. And I just swung by there cause it was a new shop and they just wanted to Riddler and they were, you know, all the buzz was about them and, you know, stopped by there and talked to Jesse and what I was doing, where I was going to school and, he said well man I'll, I'll hire you right now and I'm like okay done so I actually had I actually had three jobs lined up that I could have taken after 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 I graduated so yeah I mean it's been huge for me um, just opening up doors and and being able to do what I do it's just you know, it's been really well really good
0: let's say that's kind of how it worked for me too is i um lobbied for that intern program because i always basically i always wanted to do what i'm doing now it just took me 19 years to get here and i wanted to go to barrett-jackson because craig jackson served on our advisory board at the time and barrett-jackson wasn't the behemoth it is today but it still had a lot of market influence. It was like just the third or fourth year of televised auctions and things. And I, I was 27 or 28 when I started McPherson, and I already had two years. And McPherson offered two or four-year programs at the time we went, so you could choose what you were doing and, you know, structure your degree, kind of how you wanted to end up at the end of the whole, whole deal. And once I got Craig to approve, and we came up with the stipend deals and that. I went out and uh, worked work my butt off, and I don't know if I have honestly ever worked that hard in my life, sorry to my other bosses, uh, for one literally one week straight. I got there, and I think I, I drove to Phoenix from McPherson, hit hit the ground at I got there at 2 in the morning, and I was told to call this person no matter when I got in. So at 2 in the morning, I called and talked to Drew Alcazar, who now runs Russo Steel Auctions. And uh, Drew, I just got in. He goes, good. Can you come here? I just drove 17 hours. Can I get a Can I relax? We'll be here at (laughs) 5. So, Okay. (laughs) 5 a.m. I found Westworld and uh, began a really rough five or six days. But time that I do remember and I've recently referred to with the uh, Skaglioli Corvette, if I pronounced that correctly, that I drove out there. And, you know, I got to drive the cars up across the block. I got to learn all the insides, um, things I probably shouldn't know, Uh Drew was a great boss. I learned recently he still remembers who I am. I asked a friend to say, hey, I know you know Drew. I I, I might need him to do me a favor. Can you mention my name to him? And I guess Drew remembered me and talked talked about me for a few minutes, which made me feel good 19 years later that this guy does that. But he's also in sales, and good salesmen don't forget names. That's why I'm not a salesman. And so I got that, but while I was at Barrett-Jackson, I went to this little booth, and this little bald man with a handlebar mustache, uh, hawking uh, rebuilding brakes from White Post Restorations, and kind of hit him up because I was kind of marketing myself for a job also, and um, he said, oh no, we don't hire anybody that doesn't have a minimum of three years experience in the industry, and I said, well... I'm going to be at McPherson for two. I've been working for a shop for two years, Stellar Antique Auto Restorations, while I was out there. Prior to that, you know, I've not done restorations, but I was in a service station actually working and doing mechanical work on cars. Prior to that, I was at a Goodyear Tire and Auto. So I had his three years experience, if you juggled it a little bit. And he said, well, send me a resume. So I sent Billy Thompson a resume and sent RM Auctions and a few other places, resumes, and over spring break, I guess while Will was getting his job, I did this tour and drove up to Northern Illinois and interviewed with a couple of shops there, drove up to Canada, interviewed with RM and their restoration shop there, and drove on over to Virginia and interviewed with Billy and actually got a couple of job offers, um, White Post, R.M., uh, some little shop that I can't remember the name of for the life of me, but the guy had an octagon house because we went to lunch at his house. And he's just down the street from Pat Prince Engineering, which is a Lotus 7 specialist, ironically, and my love for Lotus 7s. And, you know. So I was presented some job offers, and I accepted the one at White Post. And uh, White Post, a very interesting place to work, Bill, Bill, Billy being a very interesting man, but it launched my career and moved me into the historic preservation and got me into DC and learning a lot of that stuff. And the trickle down effect led me to barbers and just a matter as we've said for 90 episodes, nearly it's all networking. And that's all it was is Barrett Jackson network. Well, first the school networking and then Barrett Jackson networking and then the job inter- or interviews networking And then playing the jobs and, you know, why I was at White Post, because I was at White Post. I was asked to become a judge at Carlisle and becoming a judge at Carlisle and helping develop a judging program for one of their events. And, you know, all those little things just kind of build up and allow me to have, you know, Visions and Vehicles LLC now and trying to make cars fun for everybody else. So, well, it's kind of, kind of the path that I took.
1: When, when you're a young, a young man or a young woman and you, you've graduated from the only college, I'm pretty sure it's still the only college in the United States where you can actually get a degree in automobile restoration, it is going to open doors, period. With the economy the way it is right now, it, just about every shop right now, is hiring. And I would hire the right person if they walked in the door. I'm not actively looking, but if, you know, if the right person come along, then yeah, I'd hire them just, just because you know, you're going to need them. Um, and I, you know, I don't know of any shop that any good shop that's struggling, whether it's a restoration shop, a museum, an auction company, a hot rod shop, race teams, it doesn't matter. and, So even if you're not into restoration like myself, you know, I was more into the hot rod thing. Well, I went anyway, just for the common knowledge of metal shaping and mechanics and interior and machining and, and everything else. And plus you get that sheet of paper that says you're a McPherson grad when, you know, there's not many people in the world in the grand scheme of things that can say, they're a McPherson grad. So it's pretty special. It's a good place to go. Um, especially when John and I went, cause they only accepted 12, 14 students a year in the restoration program. So you had to be, you know, you, you weren't just going to be somebody that thought they liked cars that got accepted. I mean, you had to, you had to really tell them what you did and what you're into and, and, you know, what you planning on doing when you were done and everything else to, to even get accepted.
0: Yeah, it was an adventure getting accepted in the application process. And I believe McPherson, you know, they changed the program and now it's only a four-year degree program. When we win, it was the only two or four-year automotive degree program from an accredited university. And now it's now they only offer the four year program, and they turn out some very well rounded students. The internship program is expanded. They've got people interning for Mercedes in Germany. They've got people inter- interning for Mercedes Benz Classic Center in Irvine, California. Randy Ema, you know the who's who of really car cars. Paul Russell, um, and I think they they go to Hagerty. and I. I want to say I know five or six or seven people that are executives at Hagerty. Some of their vice presidents are McPherson graduates. A lot of guys go on to start their own shops, and it's really amazing because the shops, you know, everybody I know from our class and then has went through McPherson, and we have our own private Facebook group of McPherson uh, College graduates where. We pass job information along and people talk about their shops and their businesses. Nobody's went out of business. And part of that's the economy. Part of that is the, the core values they teach you on business management, how to run a business, the history of the automobile. And we, you know, it's McPherson College Automotive Restoration. But as anybody knows, if you can restore a car, you can do what Will does and build a hot rod. You know, you just shape the metal a little bit different when you're done. You do have to have the creative mind. You know, restoration's easy because somebody else already thought the plans. Uh, you know, when you do street rods and hot rods, you've got to be a little bit design and have a little bit of artistic um, abilities. Or if you're a historian, or if you know, if you work for Hagerty, you've got to understand cars and you've got to be passionate about cars. A fellow graduate used to do. You know, when he started with him, he started as a nobody and worked his way up by going on tours for him and representing Hagerty and helping guys fix their antique whatever on the side of the road when it broke down on a tour. And it's things McPherson instills in you. There's a lot of two-year programs out there now at community colleges and that. It's part of that Mike Rowe thing, uh, as I call it, Mike Rowe Works. There's a lot of these hands-on trade jobs. Don't let anybody lie to you. You're not going to get rich restoring cars, but you're going to have a really good living. Uh, and if you enjoy cars, it's fun. Uh, they, You know, you if you go to work for the wrong person, I'll say it can be a little bit stressful. But if you love what you do and you do, you know, if you work for what you're doing, you never work a day in your life or whatever. And I finally came to the realization five or six years ago, I've lived my life in reverse that. I can't tell you the number of people I know that want to or want to or have worked their entire life at a desk and a computer screen or, you know, being a plumber or whatever, just to be able to go restore cars in their retirement. And I got to live their retirement in my good years. And then ironically, I've started a business that I sit in front of five computer monitors and talk on the phone all day. And <laughs> so... But I, I'm doing what they're doing in my retirement because that's kind of what I want to do now. It's McPherson just have provided a lot of opportunities. And the more I watch, the more I see what 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 they do now. Their woodworking program is a lot more involved. I watched a video today from them with building finger joints and assembling the ash framework on a on a car. Uh, when we were there, we came up with a wood project. I built a headboard, which still gave me woodworking, but it wasn't as practical and hands on as they're doing now. Um,
1: I, built, I built a subwoofer box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, a good subwoofer box is kind of complicated to build once you get into the angles and that. But,
1: it really was.
0: <laughs> but, I, I mean, there's a lot of foundation. I was taking this accreditation test today and. W- a big portion of it was auto body terms, and i could i almost skimmed right through the thing and because i I haven't painted a car in nineteen years. I haven't held a paint gun in probably twelve, but I have the knowledge I understand what the industry terms are. I know what a body man's talking to me about I know what a guy from the paint shop's talking to me about. I understand the applications and the procedures. And it really, that was a realization today when I was taking the, those questions on the test is, oh, okay, I know this, I know this, I know this. And that's what I tout a little bit in, in my business is I know this stuff and I know the terms and I know how to talk to the shop. And I'm willing to take the time with the general consumer who wants to have the work done and be that liaison that can explain it to you in English on your time, and your time frame, and not the shop that's getting, you know, you're paying a shop, you know, $125 an hour to work on your car. You're also paying them $125 an hour to talk to you, and they want to work on their car, your car. They don't necessarily want to talk to you and uh, that's, like I said, one of the things I try to facilitate is let's get these terms, make sure you understand what's going on so that the right decisions are made. And it's stuff that I learned at McPherson. And I learned over the 19 years after McPherson because of what they provided to me. If I would have not had McPherson, I would have graduated with a two-year mechanics degree. And I'll be honest, probably still trapped in central Illinois working on you know, old, no offense, old Mustangs and Camaros and things like that and not had the exposure I've had to some of the, um, extremely rare automobiles because that's where I've built my career is very few cars I have ever restored. They produced more than 20 of, of a single model. And I enjoy that. I enjoy the research and I'll throw that back and, you know, thank McPherson and When I'm there in a couple of weeks, and I think Will's there in a couple of weeks, we're going to reach out to some of the McPherson students and some of the McPherson instructors and hopefully some of the advisory board members and that to have them come on and talk a little McPherson, but talk about guiding people into the hobby and where they think the hobby's going. Since we left, Will and I graduated, they introduced a motorcycle restoration program too. So it's not all about Cars and, you know, hot rods. It's about learning and preserving that whole transportation industry. I wouldn't put them past them to do a wagon or something now, you know.
1: I think they need to get into the hot rod side, the customization side. You know, I mean, look at Barrett Jackson. Look at the cars that are bringing more and more and more money every year, you know. And it's, it's, it's the hot rods or as they call them, resto mods. Um, you know, and I think it'd be a great time to broaden it a little bit. I know, I know they've gotten into some of the early type hot rod period, correct type stuff. Um, but which is, you know, that's okay too. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I really enjoy, um, looking at cars and, reading the stories of of cars, you know, old hot rods with history and stuff. Um, But, you know, teach these kids how to, you know, install a set of bare brakes or, you know, a custom steering column or vintage air, you know, just some some of the basic stuff and chopping some tops and stuff. I'm not on the advisory board. I'm really not in contact with too many people there, so... There, there may already be something like that going on, but I, I, you know, I think that would be good to offer, offer something like that now.
0: Well, this will be a word of encouragement to get Will to maybe go. I'll, I'll suggest that maybe we look at putting Will Posey on the uh, advisory board. <laughs> <Let's see>. <laughs> <laughs> because what, what Will's saying, um, I'm catching up on another podcast. I've got to do a guest appearance on a record it uh, next Tuesday or something morning. And I was listening to a hot rod shop that claims they do restorations and things. And he was talking exactly what Will was saying. When people take a car into a shop now, the majority of them aren't going for Concours win. The, the money's with people that want to have a car that's original with the body, but they want to have... A nice ride they want to put a new, new you know an updated chassis under it they want a nice plush interior they would like to have air conditioning they may want to have the original motor but they may want to have an ls or a coyote or whatever you want to stick in it but they want a lot of these little updates and you've got to train to what the customers want if you you know and I and I don't know exactly what McPherson's doing, as far as authenticity. When we were there, it was authentic as can be, you know, with very little deviation. I believe there's some deviation in the upholstery classes and the stuff that I see on Facebook. Now follow McPherson College um, Auto Restoration on Facebook and see what these kids are doing, uh, the upholstery program and what the, you know they're teaching, and like I said, the woodworking. But you can take any of the skills there and modify it and work it towards. I mean, if you know how to use an English wheel to roll out, you know, a fender for a 1926 Rolls Royce, I'm pretty sure you can roll out the hood for, you know, uh, a 57 Chevy with a chop top and everything else. The, the concepts are the same.
1: You, but, you can you can in metal fab, you know, and that, that's what I did. I just took those skills that I learned in college and and transformed them into building the shape that I wanted versus the shape that, you know, General Motors wanted or Ford wanted or or Ferrari or whoever. Um, And, and where, where you really need that at is, is it's, it's the simple things that every hot rod gets or or every, I say every 90% of them get and that's disc brakes that, you know, change the suspension so it rides a little better. Whether it's a bolt-on deal from RideTech or a different chassis from Morrison, you know, building motor mounts to put the motor where you want it. Um, you know, it's, it's things like that, that, you know, common knowledge in automobiles, you can figure it out, but it's still good to... When you have a job interview at a hot rod shop, yeah, I can install a vintage air from start to finish. I know how to charge the air condition. I know how to read the gauges. I know, you know, what a aftermarket air condition is supposed to blow. Um, I know how to do a disc brake kit from Bear Brakes or Wheelwood or, you know, whoever. Um, So that's, that's the little things that, you know, you do it. You do it one time the second times it's a whole lot faster and a whole lot easier um, and and may you know up the skill level a little bit for these you know you know maybe maybe it's a a, a junior sophomore thing um, not necessarily a, a uh, I, I say soft junior sophomore junior senior thing not necessarily a freshman sophomore thing but anyway you You can take the 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 skill set from fabricating anything from original to to hot rod pretty quick and easy
0: and I was clicking over to their Facebook page here somehow all the pop ups that come on facebook and it's exactly what I was saying there's the woodworking photos and Um, The McPherson Motoring Festival Swamp Meet. So I guess they've expanded. There's even going to be a swap meet. Uh, Well, that's April 13th. So we missed that. That was last weekend. But then the Motoring Festival, third through fourth, because the whole city gets behind the college anymore. And I think a lot of the students now have landed there. When I was at McPherson, there was only one restoration shop out in Wyndham, Kansas. And it was run by a former McPherson graduate. And actually a former McPherson instructor. And he always had, and he I believe he still does, employs McPherson students to help him at the shop. And the hands-on experience is tremendous. And you've got to learn what they're doing. And uh, let's see here. I guess Motor Week was there filming. So look for McPherson on, you know, Motor Week upcoming. And I know they've got one or two videos that I'll definitely get on the Facebook page. Uh, so that you can see some of the stuff that's going on there. I mean, McPherson isn't paying us to do this, didn't even ask us. They might even get mad that Will and I are spending an hour or 40 minutes or something talking about McPherson the way we are. But it put us where we are and it provided us the opportunities uh, where we're at. And, you know, we talk about. You know, I talk about how it's built my business. Will's talk about how it's built his business and how it's landed us where we are. And, you know, you just look at all the peripheral stuff, the people we've met. And that's the car hobby is enjoying and having fun with people. Uh, the You know, it's I always say it's a Viper's club saying it's the Porsche club saying, you know, the cars brought us together. It's the people that keep us coming back. And um, I don't know really what else to say, but, you know, that school did it, and um like I said, a couple of years ago, I created the private Facebook group for the graduates so that we could stay in touch, because there's always, oh, I need to have this done, or I got a question about this, and that's what that group's built up to. There's 280 members, and that's you know, pretty good for a, a program that graduates 30 or 40 people a year at the most. And it's, I don't know what's stop. you know, I don't know what's ahead. I don't think there's anything holding the program back. Uh, it's a very integral portion of McPherson, which is a very good liberal arts college. Um, there's more scholarships than you can, you know, bat, bat a stick at anymore. And I've even heard, had a couple people talk to me. Oh, do we want to start an endowment or do we want to? offer McPherson another co- a scholarship and I go, I don't know who you're going to give it to <laughs> but they're they are to me they are one of the little golden gems of auto the automotive restoration hobby or just the automotive hobby in general I mean Hagerty's got their programs and the RPM Foundation and the Revs Institute but McPherson's kind of where it's at, right there with the children, with support from, you know, everybody from the most recent graduate to, you know, we'll throw Jay Leno under the bus there. And Jay's how I learned about the program. Uh, just to make a newspaper article, when he, f- on the first scholarship that w- was available for McPherson, um, I think it was, Jay, Jay, um, funded and I learned about it, the program through that and that's how I learned the program and applied and miraculously somehow this you know little lost kid in his mid-20s ended up living in Kansas.
1: I found out I was actually on a church trip and uh, I come home that Sunday night and my dad was like, here's something you might want to look into. And Dennis Gage was actually at McPherson and done a little excerpt there that he put in one of his shows. And because my mom and dad told me that I had to get a degree, you know, I was going to college and getting a college education and I wasn't excited about doing anything until that night when I got home and they were telling me about this little small college in Kansas that you could get a automotive restoration degree. And I'm like, done. That's where I want to go. And you know, it was that, it was that simple, uh, called, made a visit, went out there, uh, wound up not getting accepted. Um, they said, you know, invited me to come on anyway, but I was like, nah, if I can't do the automotive side, then, you know, I'm not just going to come out there and take regular college classes when I can do it here and about three two to three months before um school started they called and said somebody had dropped out and i was next in line so you know i went from a senior in high school to a freshman in college and i was in mcpherson kansas (laughs) so that's how it worked out for me and i've been in the automotive industry ever since. so it's just really the the you know it opened the door to everything or to where I'm at today so and and what triggered this conversation was so McPherson does a magazine quarterly and this this quarter, um, a car that we built at Big Oak Garage is actually on the cover of it, and there's uh, there's an article in there with uh, it's about myself and two of the other graduates from McPherson that we've taken what we learned at McPherson and, and transformed it in into the hot rod industry, not the restoration industry. So, you know, that's one of the things that kind of triggered my thought process of hey. You know, you've got three successful guys out here in the hot rod industry might want to just think about it, you know, think about opening it up to having something like that in-house so it's something that you can, it's, it's, it's another, you know, it's another tool in your toolbox basically is what I'm, what I'm getting at. So.
0: I don't know what else to really say about it. I like I said I was looking at the Facebook page to throw out a few more things that might be of interest and you guys just go to the Facebook page, I mean, where you've got graduates writing service manuals for Bugattis. <laughs> you've got you know, people from this program are literally doing everything everywhere in the world on on the to help the automotive hobby. Uh you know, up into including a couple of uh, graduates and attendees out doing um, podcasts. I know of at least two, if not three, graduates or podcasts that are put on by graduates, us included. And it's just, if you, I don't know what I, what I want to say, if you want to get into this hobby and you're young enough, do it. If you're a little bit older, McPherson offers, you know, there's people there that are in their 30s and 40s going through the program. I mean, it, it's just like if you decided when you were 37, you wanted to be a lawyer and you went back to law school. If you decided at 37, you want to be a restoration tech or be in this hobby, you can apply to McPherson. If you're 72 years old and you've got a mechanically inclined 16-year-old grandson, you uh, Talk to them about this program or look up the program. You know, our our listener base is all age groups. And our main thing here is to bring the hobby and make it enjoyable for everybody. And like I said, you can, going through this program, I know graduates that do everything from mechanics and shops to body men and painters and shops to machinists up to, like I said, vice presidents with big corporations, up to, you know, owning their own small businesses and managing, excuse me, and managing and taking care of programs or collections and working in various museums. It's just, you go through McPherson, you come out, like Will said, and I, you know, I said it with a lot of arrogance and 27-year-old, brains and knowledge, which as we all know, when you're 17 or even 27, uh, you don't know at all. But I was there for a piece of paper because I knew what that piece of paper could do for me. And while I think I might have done a disservice to myself with that attitude, I've learned it and I've picked up the pieces and I think made up for the shortcomings I created by having that attitude, never have that attitude. But do know that piece of paper will open a lot of doors. If you want if you want a golden key to this hobby, I'm going to say that McPherson diploma is as close as you're going to get. You're going to have to find the door that that key opens, but that is the key that will open the door for you.
1: You you're right, John, and I don't know of any shop that wouldn't hire a McPherson grad right now. If one come knocking on my door and it was the right fit, come on, let's go to work. Because, you know, they were taught it right. You know, they were taught discipline, how to show up on time. You know, the little things you're taught in that program, too. You know, and and you don't really think about it much when you're there. But, you know, when we were there, you had to clock in and clock out just like a real job. And if you clocked in at 7.01, guess what? You you got you got points taken off your grade, you know little things like that that really teach teach the men and women or kids that are going through that program. You know you may think it's stupid right now, but it it really means a lot in at the end of the day.
0: I just went through the the private page the the graduates page, um, and it's a closed group. You'll never find it in the la- well in the last two weeks. There's six job postings, and those are shops looking for people. And, you know, and it's the graduates see these jobs, and we're so happy with the jobs we have, we pass them on to other graduates. That's six six shops looking for people. And Will's right. There's a shortage in this industry. I can sit here right now and probably name 10 shops I know of that are looking for people, and they just can't find qualified people. It's that old thing. I mean, the jobs are there. We're just not educating for them. Unless Will's got a lot more, I'm going to say, you know, I hope to see if you're in the Kansas area or you can make the trek, even, you know, take a drive from St. Louis, you know, come to the car show and go to Wichita for the weekend. Come out and drive and see the big greatest ball of twine or whatever, wherever whatever you need, whatever excuse you need to come up with. I hope to see you in McPherson on May 4th. I'll probably be wearing a Visions and Vehicles shirt. Will's there. He'll be wearing a big Oak Garage T-shirt, I'm sure. We hope to see you there. or I hope to see you there. It's, it's a one. What is McPherson? A town of 12,000, 14,000 people?
1: <laughs> you blink, you miss it. I'll take uh, it. It's... <laughs>
0: It will be it's one of the greatest car shows you'll ever see stuff there is some of the cars that are there are cars that are shown at pebble because the people that own the cars support the program and they bring their cars there. Um, It's just it's worth going to. And I really regret not being able to make it. And it's always been a work conflict. And so for me, I'm done for tonight. Will, you got anything else?
1: No, I'm good. Uh, and I'm with John. If there's any way you can make it out there, uh, it, it would be good to good for a lot of people to see, especially uh, especially the younger guys. You know that thinking that it's it's something they want to get into. You know what what better way to see the college than when, with a bunch of cool, you know, cars on the grounds and and meet the instructors and everything else so probably a really really loose way to kind of introduce yourself to the place and see what it's all about so that's it i'm out
0: well i'm done we'll talk to everyone next week later